Welcome to the Wow Factor Podcast, hosted by Samuel Kamugisha, featuring a diverse collection of talent with a keen focus on highlighting the different amazing things that we're doing to change the world. So, without any more hesitations, here is Samuel. Today we have a very special guest, a very, very special person, a public speaker at various events, TEDx speaker, top 100 most inspirational icons in Malaysia by Marketing in Asia, and a digital marketing trainer at Brickfields Asia College, what they call BSC. And he has approximately trained probably 2,000 people in digital marketing. So ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you Narid Emin. A di- the digital marketing manager of IQI Global, the leading real estate agency in Malaysia. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Doing great. How has been your week? Uh, it was a bit hectic because last week uh, I went to Bangladesh for a conference. So when I came back, there was a lot of pending work. But yeah, now it's all good. Yeah, I manage everything well. You set it all down. No uh, more stress. You managed to finish it all up. Yeah, no more stress. Uh, and had enough sleep as well. And that's why I came late today. <laughs> <laughs> no worries about that. Yeah. Well, so, who is Noe Demian? Yeah, this is the question always makes me confused as well. And I'm <laughs> not sure what to tell. But, yeah, I can give a little bit of idea like so Norid is someone from Bangladesh and uh, working in Malaysia it's been like four years yeah. and apart from working as you mentioned like I'm a public speaker and I've, I've spoken in different um, digital marketing conferences in 2017, 18 and 19 I think most of the digital marketing conferences I've attended as a speaker I'm so, I consider myself so lucky and uh, yeah apart from that I'm also a digital marketing trainer but the best part of myself I think I'm a, a passionate digital marketer so if I'd like to introduce myself I would say like I'm a passionate digital marketer so wow quite a, a very powerful intro so in terms of your academic background do you think it had a significant impact on your career? Uh, honestly, it depends. Like, I see it from, like, in in, in different way. Like, first of all, I came to know that I have passion about marketing because I was doing bachelor and master's. So, at bachelor level, I came to know that probably marketing is my passion. And the more time I start studying about marketing, I realize, yeah, this is what I want to do in my life. But yeah, if you see like what I'm doing now, digital marketing, that's what I have never studied in my entire life in bachelor or in master's. But the passion I got from, got about branding and marketing, that's what I got from studying. And uh, then I think it's actually all about, um, I carry myself, I drive myself, um, with that passion and I find out what's new and that's how I, I get into the digital marketing. So, yes, not directly. You might see the impact of your study in your professional life, but indirectly, I can say like, yeah, I mean, my study plays a vital role uh, to the where I am. So you can say that uh, study is important in, 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 in anyone's career? Yeah, it's important if you have enough money. 
Okay. And if you'd like to, I mean, explore new thing, but yeah, if you are struggling with your time and money, then probably you should focus more on working and learning through online. Okay, it's more it's more interesting. So, you have uh, an MBA in human resource and a second MBA in general management. Yeah. So, what drove you to switch from HRM to marketing? Uh, yeah, it's a very good question. That's what I mean. I mean, everyone asked me in interviews. <laughs> so, uh, one of my teacher actually told me that if you'd like to know the consumer behavior first, you you need to know. I mean, what's happening inside your company. So, if you'd like to know what is happening inside your company, the best way to do that, if you're a human resource person, if you're a human resource officer, mm-hmm. or if you if you study more about human resource, then uh, you'll tend to know more about your internal branding rather than the external branding. So when you're sure like uh, your internal branding is fine, then eventually you can make your external branding amazing as well. So that's why uh, I feel like my bachelor was uh, in marketing. So I wanted to do do something different in my master's, in my MBA. So I took the HRM as major. And then why I took general management again, because I really wanted to... um, do the second MBA and um, and then I was ready to explore the new market because it's been like seven years back I had like the last MBA so that's why I feel like rather than going to a specific um, arena I should know about like what is happening in general into the industry so that was the reason uh, and I really didn't think too much of it honestly I just feel like let's do it something new because I have done marketing bachelor HRM in Master, then why not like exploring something new again? Oh, so while in marketing, you now mainly focused more into digital marketing. Uh, at the start of your career, did you face any specific challenges? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, life of a digital marketer is all about challenge. So, what are the challenges? The, the most challenging part, I feel like, uh, people yet not understand what digital marketing is. <clears throat> yeah, we all are talking about it. But uh, if you see most of the decision makers, I would say, uh, they don't understand digital marketing 100%. Yeah. Yeah, they understand how to post in Facebook, yes. how to search something, but they don't understand how this whole ecosystem works. So, um, when you're setting up your KPIs, this is a challenge. When you're performing, uh, I mean, you get some results, but probably you can't explain those metrics because your boss is not too familiar with those metrics. It's kind of another challenge. And, uh, you know, sometimes even my current boss also asked me, like, I have no clue what you guys are doing, but I'm sure uh, whatever you're doing, you're doing really good. So you can assume, like, working as a digital marketer is, is, I mean, it's full of challenges because people don't understand 100%. Yeah, if you have a team, um, all of them understand how it works Mm -hmm. and if your boss also have a bit idea about it, then it's fine. But if you see like most of the clients or the bosses or the decision makers really don't understand it, so that's why I say like it's full of challenges. So that's mainly people don't have a general, a very clear understanding of what digital marketing is. So for someone who is thinking to do digital marketing as a career, what do you think are the essential things they should focus on? I think 
I, I, I would like to say you should focus on two things. I mean, my TEDx uh, session was actually, I shared the same thing. I think you need passion and uh, you should feel gratitude. So why you need passion? Because I find a lot of people who, want to, who wanted to be a digital marketer just because it looks cool. But you shouldn't be a digital marketer just because it looks cool in social media, right? Okay. So you should learn if you really have love about it, if you have feelings about I mean, what you're doing. If you're not loving your job, mm. it will not sustain. And it uh, doesn't matter like how bad your job is, but if you are really passionate about it, mm-hmm. you will keep going with it. So I'm telling you, about myself even after five years later you'll find me I'm a digital marketer it doesn't matter whatever happened mm-hmm. but um, I think if you have the passion and gratitude then it's really I mean I mean you're on the right track to be a digital marketer but yeah definitely you need learning and also doing practice alongside with your passion and gratitude mm-hmm. so are there like special courses or something that you would recommend for that yeah, I mean, if you'd like to start uh, exploring digital marketing, there's a lot of ways you can do that. But I think you can explore the Google Digital Garage, which is a very good option to explore the basics. And then if you're very keen to start your career on search ad or PPC, or if you'd like to be a PPC strategist, then you should uh, explore the Google Ad Academy courses, like mm-hmm. about the search ads, YouTube ads, video ads. I think they have like six kinds of certification and it's all free. All you need to do, you need to study and get 80 out of 100. And I think it's very much possible. But if you are really keen to start your career in social media, especially on Facebook ads, on Instagram ads, then I think uh, you should try the Facebook grouping. Uh, it's also free um, until you are um, going for the certifications. Um, I see you very active on social, different social media. What strategy do you use to ensure that you are effective and you don't burn out from all that activity? I mean, the rules is pretty simple, man. That, I mean, unless you're doing something unwanted or if you're not, uh, I mean, pushing too much content, I mean, like 50 contents in a day and not like not relevantly, then it's fine. So I feel like um, I'm pushing content slowly, uh, but regularly. Like I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. And if you see like uh, what Gary Vee's motto is, he comes up with one content every day. So I'm not as good as like Gary Vee. Uh, but what I'm trying to do, I'm, com- I'm, I'm trying to come up with two contents in every week. One is video and one is about my event or article. Mm-hmm. So two contents I'd like to push to people regularly. But when you're pushing too much people, like 20 contents in a week, I feel like people are feeling a bit bored and then you might have chance to get banned because they might also make complain about your post or something like that. So I think if you're doing like indecently, it's fine. And yeah, secondly, you need to add value. You definitely need to add value. If, you're, if the content is all about you, how good you are, how sexy you are, mm. how amazing you are. People might listen for like first two, three, four, five episodes and then they'll feel like this guy or this girl is so obsessed about himself. Yeah. So yeah, I think adding value can make a huge difference. 
So, about I think earlier this year you were ranked among the top inspirational icons by marketing in Asia on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, how would you use LinkedIn more productively to build a personal brand or a business? Okay, so I was really thinking that I mean, you know, like I mean, the way I become um, an influencer in LinkedIn, I don't know how it happens. But I had a very good objective. That's what I can say. So when I first came in Malaysia, I find um, the digital marketing is so expensive in here. I mean, even if you know about anything about digital marketing, and if I would like to talk with you about that, then you might charge me 500 ringgit. Just only to say digital marketing, that phrase. I feel like it's like crazy expensive. expensive. And if you'd like to take any certification or consultation, it's like 5,000 ringgit, 10,000 ringgit. And whereas... All of these things you can get in online for free just because people don't know how to get it. The Wow Journal, a catalog of different captivating content spanning from amazing talent to tones of creative work. Founded by Samuel Kamaji Shah, a brand and growth strategist, his major focus is to ignite creativity through inspiration with an intention of being a catalyst for growth, whether it's for your brand or business. Log on to www.wowjournal.cc. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.cc. The rest of the people are taking advantage of that. So then I feel like I should help people and it will it will help me as well, it will help them as well, it will help me so people will get to know more about me and also they will get the benefit uh, for free as well. And this is the reason I start creating video in online and I feel like LinkedIn is the best platform to share it as LinkedIn is kind of a professional platform. So if you're looking for a professional uh, content, probably mm. you're exploring more on LinkedIn rather than YouTube mm. or Facebook. I'm not saying people are not exploring mm. YouTube. They do. But it's like kind of like Starbucks is selling coffee. You don't expect Starbucks is going to sell shoes. They might sell. I'm not sure. Like mm. they, they can do it after 10 years, but we expect more coffee from Starbucks than shoes. So um, then I feel like LinkedIn can be the platform so i can still remember when i pushed my first video i had only 375 followers and now after one year and eight months now i have got 16,000 followers in uh, linkedin and uh, i i'm telling you very honestly and very in a humble way that i haven't done anything significant i just keep pushing the content i feel like which can offer value and i do it consistently i push one content every week at least if possible to content and that's what i have done for like one and a half years and then the magic starts happening mm-hmm. so i think this is the reason like um i also fall in love with linkedin yeah there was no special plan or like there's no no um sketching of ideas mm-hmm. i just feel like this can be the right platform i go and I test and it works for me because in digital marketing, I think you can relate with it. Yeah. That it's all about test and test. try. Yeah. I mean, whatever is working for me, it might not work for you. Yeah. I find a lot of so-called gurus are telling, oh, this is what you should do. Five steps of doing this. Five 
hacks of doing that. I feel like it's all like a bullshit. There's no hacks exist. Mm. It's all about what works for me. You need to find out. Mm. Just doing the test and try. So I was doing the test and try. So I was pushing the content on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and I realized in LinkedIn it works way better mm. than any other platform. And uh, yes, now I'm like more engaged, and I got more followers in LinkedIn. But that doesn't mean I stop uh, posting in Facebook and Instagram. If you get connected with me in other social media platform, you can see I'm sharing the same content in other social media platform because you never know like which platform is going to click for you after six months or after nine months. Okay, so it's more of trying it out. What works best? What you focus the most energy? Yes, yes, true. I mean, uh, yeah, the, it's it's good to have a plan, mm. but I feel like it's more like test and try. Yeah, when we get successful, mm. uh, we always come up with some like um, some some story that oh, you know, like I really worked hard. I think of like ten nights to do that, but honestly, things just happen. Mm. Yeah, sometimes it happens according to your plan, but it's like one or two percent. That's what I I saw and, and I believe, mm. and I feel like if you push yourself and you try different things yeah. and then you realize like okay this is what is working for me what I saw important that you that you did in your path that you ensure that you are consistent yes that's as I see is the most critical consistent and you had the gratitude enough to to keep pushing yeah so for someone for for brands that are okay for let's say they can hypothesis of a, a startup company. You don't have that much money. Yeah. What would be your strategy that you can advise them to take upon to start and grow their social media? Okay, so yes, money is really vital to promote your product. But I mean, when you're saying they don't have money, but I believe they have a little small amount budget. of money, a small budget. So when you have a small budget, I think it's Again, passion, you need to have to have a passion because when you have passion, you'll start creating content. I'm telling you that content is the new currency. So if you start creating content and if you're being patient and if you're doing it for like six months, after six months, you'll start seeing your content start paying you. So it doesn't matter you're an individual or you're a brand. So say for, if I take an example, like you start a coffee shop and you don't have uh, money to spend for your marketing budget, why don't you invite your 10 friends every week, give them free coffee and just ask them, like put a nice review in your Instagram, in your Facebook, in your story and in your YouTube and make uh, one video of like my cafe review. So what do you think? If you give them a free coffee, they will do that? Most likely, yes, because people are nice. So uh, if, if you offer them a coffee, they'll do that for sure. So, and when they're going to do that, imagine if you invite 10 friends every month after three months you're actually getting 30 contents which is user 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 generated content mm. right and i'm telling you that can make a huge difference so i think money is not an issue it's all about how you'd like to market your product so i think you can bring your friends who can give the reviews and then you can create a lot of content about your business mm. about your passion you can talk about your business directly and directly mm. and then you can spend few hundred ringgit to promote it and I think the magic you can see because yeah even if Facebook ad has increased its cost like 375% more than the last year 
but I still feel like it's way undervalued. It's mm. way undervalued. Mm. So yeah, so you don't need a lot of money. You need passion <laughs> and consistency and some plan. So what I've seen that you highlighted out is more of the the, the angle of influencer marketing. Yes, the one that you're mainly pointing out. And I can attest for the fact that yes, the word of mouth has a very powerful impact. Um, and concerning impact, what are the bad hygiene techniques you've seen people using, and it negatively impacts their their business or their social media? I mean, you mean like um, one of the bad practices? The bad practices. Yeah. So I feel like the the worst part people are doing they're um, they try to sell anything and everything somehow and anyhow. So which is the biggest challenge I, I see. You know, like <clears throat> we are living in we call it like social media, right? So in social media people expect you to be social. Right? And and what are the ways of being social? Like you can make friendship with people, you can take care of him or her. And then when you're being friends with someone and you're taking care of him or her and then if you ask something from her or, or him, yeah. most likely they're going to give it to you. Am I right? Yes. So that's what people are missing. People are being so impatient. Mm. They just want to push content and they want to, they, they keep saying like, buy from me, buy from me. 20% sales is going on. 50% sales is going on. Today is the last day. My point is, I don't give a damn. Like I know 20% uh, sales is going on, but did you ever ask me, do I need it or not? So even if like probably I don't need it, I might buy it if you're my friend. Mm. And if you just inform me, oh, no, really, you know, like um, there's a sales is going on, you might consider. As you're my friend, even if I don't need, don't need that product, probably I might buy it for my mom, my, my brother, my mm. sister. So I think these are the bad practices I see like people are being, I mean, focusing on hard sales. Hard sales a lot. Yeah, rather than focusing on being social mm-hmm. uh, so you know like I, I I have a blog called I am social and my tagline is I am social are you so mm-hmm. it's like a clear message I want to communicate with people like be social in social media and then you expect the mm-hmm. uh, sales or conversion or whatever you're looking for because I've seen such a similar challenge when people send you connection requests on LinkedIn yeah you tell them hi thanks for connecting Within no time, he sends you a nice long sales pitch. Yeah. And like, buy this, join, go in here, join my network, call me. Yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm not judging people because uh, this is the, I mean, the worst thing uh, I find among the people. <clears throat> but honestly, the most people from like the, the Southeast Asian region, they send the request. And after saying hi, I mean, as you mentioned, they send me their, their quotation and quotation company and detail, which really makes me feel so bad. Whereas I can tell you, like, um, there's a lot of people I meet in LinkedIn. We become friends and then we become partner. Like, I can talk about marketing in Asia. So first we met in LinkedIn. We had a chat. We had coffee with Azlin. And then he invited me to be the partner of marketing in Asia. And then I grabbed it. And then the same thing happened with the MarTech Summit, the, the mm-hmm. event I have organized in last month. So I did it with uh, Kujbu. So Kujbu became my friend in LinkedIn and we uh, met for coffees for like a few times and then when we when we planned, we decided to do it together. So I feel like people don't want to create the emotion rather than they just 
want to sell. Yes. They lack in the personal touch. They, they are more on the selling aspect. True. So, how would you predict social media or digital social or social media for 2020? How is it going to be? What are the trends do you expect? What do you preempt? Uh, honestly, I, I don't like um, make the. I mean, I mean, as assume something. I don't mm. want to. Uh, guess something, but I I am more realistic on what is happening now. Mm. So if I talk about the Malaysian market, I feel like Twitter is something we should look for in 2020. Um, I, I know like a lot of people are thinking it's a place only for the politicians, but I'm telling you no. If you see the channel of Nilufar and Genie Boy is growing in Twitter, it's a clear sign that youth are start hanging out in Twitter. And then, if you see TikTok, I know a lot of people are making fun of it, and they're saying it's for kids. But if you remember, this is what happened with Facebook as well. Um, I I met a lot of friends and like a lot of people. They said, "Oh, I will never be in Facebook because it's just for like kids and for like school going uh, guys who are looking for girls." But which is absolutely not true. Now you can see how the revolution has. Made right, so the same thing will go for TikTok. TikTok will play a very vital role in 2020 and 2021. And the third thing is Snapchat. People are going to move from Instagram to Snapchat, especially in Malaysia. Mm. So I think these are the three platform I'd like to mention. You should look for if you're in Malaysia or Thailand mm. or Indonesia or Brunei. Mm. Um, so yeah, like TikTok. Snapchat, Snapchat and Twitter, but in the meantime, the Facebook and Instagram and YouTube will keep ruling as well. So it's not like you will you should leave out them. No, you should the keep. Yeah, but this players. tree will come as like the new young star. Yeah. Mm. All right. And where would you specifically say Snapchat is going to be having an, on a rise? Then a specific reason why? Yeah, because. I mean, we all know like how Instagram um, being popular because there's a lot of um, mom and dad, uncle and auntie start using Facebook. Yes. So the kids feeling like, oh, my privacy has gone, mm-hmm. and my mom start seeing where I'm going, mm-hmm. who is my boyfriend, who is my girlfriend. So that's why they start using Instagram. But what happened with Instagram now? Instagram is becoming cluttered. It's also getting loaded with a lot of unwanted content uh, and uh, people are looking for like more privacy where um, they can choose like what they want to do and uh, their story and whatever they're posting will be vanished after 24 mm. hours and this is where I think Snapchat is playing a vital role so yeah so as the Instagram user are growing and most likely the age now increasing between 25 to 35 so the age between 18 to 25 now they're moving to Snapchat because they want more pri- privacy mm-hmm. and private stuff. All right, uh, we're now doing a little bit of a shift from social to social and digital to personal branding. So, to your perspective, how would you define a personal brand, and what are the most common misconceptions that you have discovered? I think what. Uh, I feel the personal brand should be your character. Like, uh, you remember, as we were discussing early in this morning, like, if you take a look into any superhero, they have a character. Yes. 
Thor has a hammer. hammer. Mm-hmm. Spider Man is like kind of like a uh, spidey kind of thing mm-hmm. he has, <coughs> and Batman uh, even he can't fly, but he got his car and like he's like cool. So they all have a unique, I mean, power, and that's why people are remembering them. So you imagine like if all the superheroes have all the powers, you'll get confused. Mm-hmm. And and you you can't identify those characters, right? So this is the same thing happened with the personal brand. I think when if you are creating the personal brand, it's really important to identify how you like to define your character. Like you are going to talk about digital marketing, you are going to talk about finance, you are going to talk about sports. Mm. I'm not saying that if you are a banker, you should only talk about banking. Mm. If you are a banker, but if you are passionate about sports you can make your content about sports mm-hmm. and you can um, create your personal branding about sports content mm-hmm. um, so i think this is where people have the misconception so to me personal branding is i mean setting up your character and having mm-hmm. something unique so people i mean the moment people will see that thing people can relate to you like say for when people are talking about digital marketing i'm pretty sure people can relate to me yes. with the digital marketing yes <coughs> But the misconception is people think the variety of content they will give, people will consume all of it. I mean, all of it, but it's not true. First one or one and a half year, you should define your character. It doesn't matter it works well or not. And then when people have a mindset that, oh, okay, uh, Samuel is all about like sports or like podcasting, mm-hmm. then you can try different things. After yeah. they have their mind of exactly who you are. Exactly. Mm. So if you see like Starbucks is all about coffee. Mm. It's not, I mean, about food. Right. So that's how you need to define your brand. First, you need to define for one character and then you can, yeah, top up a few things. But I think first nine months to one year, you should focus uh, I mean, one thing. So your content. So, so when I create content about digital marketing, it was directly or indirectly related about digital marketing, digital marketing, career, digital marketing, learning, social media marketing, mm. the best practices, what Gary Vee said, what Simon Sinek said. So mm. that's all what was my topic. And yeah, now sometimes I talk about motivation as well. I talk about TEDx event as well. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like after two years now I'm doing it. So, when you're, when, when you're growing, the, when you're establishing your brand and growing it, who are the people who, which brand, personal brands do you look up to? Which people are they that motivated you to okay. keep branding on? I need to say like four or five names that's really, uh, I mean, drives me to start my personal branding. I, and I feel like today where I am, um, they have a lot of influence on me. First, Gary V. I'm highly influenced by this guy. This guy has made a huge impact uh, in my life, especially in the last two to three years. And then Simon Sinek. Um, it's kind of like, I mean, Gary V is kind of like, you know, like hyper kind of yes. uh, guy and like hustling and like pushing content. But Simon Sinek is like more calm and like steady. Uh, but I like the way he talks about leadership and management. So Gary is for like hustling and content. content. Simon Sinek is for like 
being calm, leadership, and managing people. And Mel Robbins, um, I mean, I really love her content. Uh, she got a rule like five seconds rule. Five second rule, yes. Yeah, that video when I saw, I fall in love with. I mean, her. The same thing that made me got attracted to her was that. Oh, you saw that as well, yes. right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was talking. Like, you don't need always. You don't need a goal and plan. Sometimes you just need a push, and you wake up and you realize like that's how I I I want to or I can change my life. So that's why I like Mel Robbins. And then um, another person I really want to mention is a Malaysian, the only Malaysian um, public speaker I find I really admire. That is Vishen Lakhiani from Mind Valley. So, uh, so he's like an amazing guy. Um, he's a bit different than Simon Sinek and Gary Vee and Mel Robbins because it's more on like uh, meditation mm. and, uh, and 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 like. Um, understand like human psychology mm-hmm. so that's why I like Vishen Lakhiani as well so I think this four is like more like I mean who drives me to start my personal branding who helps me to wake up every morning and feel positive and uh, their content helps me to keep going going and apart from this four person I'm also a big fan of John Bon Jovi so when I see like him He's still singing at the age of 61. Wow. I feel like, wow, I mean, there's no time for like retirement. You should like mm. keep going if you have the energy and the passion. Mm. Wow. So you've looked at, we've talked about your mis- the misconceptions about the brand and the people you looked up to. So were there any specific fears you had while to start the personal brand? And how did you overcome those fears? Yeah, I mean, I had fear. I mean, before I start consuming Gary Vee's content, I always used to think like everyone, I think 90% people have the same issue. Um, I just think, oh, if I make a video or if I make a content, people will laugh at me. Oh, if I say something silly, people will send me a text and, 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 and will laugh at me. So I was so confused and I had lack of confidence. And then I start seeing Gary Vee's content and it changed my life. So I feel like I now I really don't give a damn like what people are thinking because that's what they're going to do to their entire life. You can't change it. You're not in control what people will think. You're more in control than what you can do. Mm-hmm. And if you're honest and if you think like you are trying to add value to people, that's all what I care about. So I know like I'm creating the content and I'm talking in different places. Yeah. I mean, less for money, more for adding value to people's life. Mm. So that's what is what I, I care. So that's why initially I had the challenge, what people think, what people will talk about me. But now I don't feel any challenge. Mm. Now it's like, and when you have no challenge, when you have no fear, trust me, I mean, you can do anything and everything. So I, I, I don't really feel any challenges nowadays. I had a similar fear as when I setting out this podcasting and even building my personal brand on, on digital. I had the fear that maybe people are going to say that I'm an imposter. You have right. that fear of how people are going to perceive you. Right. But only when I, I landed, I've been watch, looking at content from 
Nick F. Nelson of Brand Peno. Yeah. He, the most eye-catching video he, he highlighted is when he talked about of when people people who don't know a lot right. make the most noise on, yeah. on social media. They post videos, but the guys who are smart and know the things, know the stuff, keep quiet. Right. So when the the ones who don't know much get ahead in life. It's right. because they have pushed their boundaries. And the ones who don't know, yeah. the ones who have the knowledge but don't put in the effort, right. don't get anything and they sit back and complain. Right. So if you know that stuff, yeah. go ahead and tell everybody about it. Exactly. Don't worry about the reaction. Exactly. The complaining can kill you, man. I mean, yeah. I used to make a lot of complaints, being very honest with you. I mean, mm. in my entire life, I make complaints why it's raining, mm. why this is happening, my boss sucks, my colleague sucks, mm. my friend sucks. You know, like, it's... I was complaining a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm being very honest with you. But last two years, yeah, I'm still complaining. I would not say like I stopped complaining 100%. As mm-hmm. I'm human being, I'm still having that issue. But I think I have stopped complaining 60%. Mm-hmm. And that's why my life has, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it, it has changed a lot mm-hmm. last two years just because I think I stopped complaining. So you have more gratitude. Yes, I feel like more gratitude. So whatever happens, I take all the responsibility on me. If it's good, it's on me. If it's bad, it's still, still on me. me. So then you feel like no hurt feelings. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That just reminds me of also Tony Robbins. He, in most of his content, he emphasizes gratitude and certainty. So if you have the belief that you're going to succeed in something, yeah, you will succeed. Yeah, true. And when you when you succeed, or even whatever stage of life you're in, just be thankful that you're even there. True, man. You know, like today, I was also feeling gratitude. I was thanking you that I mean, you invite me for this session, and uh, you can invite anyone, right? So I'm, I'm I'm really, I mean, feeling great that you invite me. So I'm very thankful to you and thankful to God as well that mm-hmm. yeah, it happens with me. So I try to, I mean, being. I'm showing my gratitude like with everything which is mm. happening in my life. Mm. Yeah. Well, every path is God ordained. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as we continue towards the talk of personal branding, um, since I discovered you at Social Media Week, it was a very good event. So, how did you establish yourself as a thought leader and be able to grace different stages like that? I think. Um, there is no certain way to establish yourself as a thought leader. All you need to do is that you need to give value to people. Because when you're adding value to people, people will start talking about you. Uh, I can still remember after the, the event you're talking about, Malaysia Social Media Week, I got a message from 15 people and they all were saying, Norid, it was an amazing session uh, from you. So, I feel like that's how you you can start uh, your journey to be a thought leader. So when 15 people are listening to you, that means later it will be 30 and then it will be 50 and then it will be 150. So there's no specific way of um, establish yourself as a thought leader. What you need to do, you need to create content. doesn't matter it's a video, it's podcasting, it's in a written format. Um, you need to share whatever you know, whatever your experience, and then you make sure people are getting benefit from your mm. content. Once they start getting benefit from your content, you are actually 
on the way to be a thought leader. So honestly, I don't know how I became a thought leader. I'm very glad that people now uh, entitle me. People, I mean, pe- people, people give me that position. But uh, yeah, all I have tried to just like add value with the content. That's all what I can do. Wow, nice. So in line with success, what do you define as a recipe for success? Okay, it's really hard to define success because success varies people to people. To me, success is like um, if you're enjoying your life, um, if you're having good times with yourself, with your family, and uh, that's it. I mean, I mean, I, I really don't want to define success because some people defining it by seeing like how much money they're earning. Some people are seeing like how many cars they can avail. Some people travel around the world. Some people getting the promotion. So I don't want to define success. Uh, but to me, all I can say, like, uh, I feel to me, success is like feeling happy and enjoying your time while you're living. And if you're being alive and if you're healthy, you should consider yourself as a successful guy. Nice. So in life, what what are you most proud of? I'm really proud of that I have done something uh, which is helping at least few people. Mm. I don't know the amount. It can be 20, it can be 2,000 as you mentioned, Mm. or it can be more than 2,000. But this is what I'm really proud of that I'm doing something that is helping people or helping business to grow Mm. and, and be something or be someone and um, and I really feel great when people text me that Norid I went through your session and after that it has made a huge impact in my life so that's all is kind of like the biggest achievement for me wow that's nice so your most important moment is how you have had an impact on people that's what you can define it. Yes. Summary. Yes. Positive impact. To be precise. Uh, yeah. I mean, if people are having impact in their life after talking to me or after going through my session, yeah, that's that's what I I I mean I care about. Nice. So, how would you like to be remembered? I'd like to remember as a guy who's making impact in your life. <laughs> but in a, in a positive, in a positive, positive way, okay. I don't want to uh, do something what can hurt people or yeah. people remember me due to something negative. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, what would be your final remarks and where can people find you or get in touch with you? People can find me in almost all social media platforms. I'm very much active in Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. So my name is N O W R I D space A M I N. Now I mean in Facebook and LinkedIn and in Instagram it's only Norid N O W R I D. So yeah, they can get in touch with me in any social media platform. I'm like highly active there. If anyone texts me, I reply them within 24 hours if I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, touch wood. Yeah.
All right, thank you so much for the session. It has been really an honor to feature you on the Wow Factor podcast. Thank you, man. I, it was really good time I had today, and uh, I can't expect a bit of time in a Saturday morning. Thanks for making it. Wow, it's truly been an honor. Thank you. And it's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening in. And I would encourage you to stay hooked to your preferred podcast distributors. Or you can alternatively go to uh, the Wow Journal website, which is www.wowjournal. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L dot C-C. And you definitely get access to all the available podcasts. And as well, you have access to different adverts that I've featured that I found really interesting that you may find of good value to you. So listen in next time on your favorite podcast. Bye-bye.